This car is not from the motor pool. No, it's not. Sexy though, isn't it? So where's the office back at Division? You're in the office, baby. Finally still on his feet, stumbling forward to the 30, to the 40, to midfield, 45, 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, oh my goodness, what a run! Better than most. That is better than most. What's going on, sports family, and welcome to another edition of Roll Call, presented by The Unit. I am your host, Viper. We have The Unit in the building. This car is not from the motor pool. We have a special guest in the ride tonight with us as well. First up, Hollywood, Dallas, Texas. What's going on? (laughs) Sandman, Salina, Kansas. What's going on? Man, what's good, man? I just got something real quick, man. Um, I sat through a, a two games of uh, softball mm. the other night, and uh, my daughter, she got the golden sombrero, five okay. Ks. I okay. wasn't happy about. No, it's not. No, it's not oh. okay. Okay. Oh, she yes, the golden oh, sombrero, five right. Ks, man. Three watching, <laughs> oh. two swinging. Oh. Um, I'm not happy. I was like sinking down in my seat. I'm a coach here in this city. <laughs> you, you should. You, know what I'm you, saying? Should, you should. You should be embarrassed. You should be very embarrassed. embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Yeah, I, I love my baby to death, man. But I just couldn't. I couldn't take it. I had to get up. I was walking around. It was bad. It was just bad. <laughs> Stinger, Omaha, Nebraska. What you got? Oh man, man y'all, wild, man. Hey, I'm just coming off this Father's Day. I tell you, man, I just want to preface this with I, I love my kids. You know, I got a son, Isaiah. You know, I got a daughter, Naomi. But and I don't I don't drop F-bombs a lot, but I hate fucking bedtime, man. I, I am telling you, I am te- like it's wearing me out, man. Like my, my blood pressure's up. My, my heart rate is up. Not Every pressure. night, man, it's like a three hour process. I'm lucky I made it on the show tonight, man. I got I need some tips. So all y'all listeners out there that got kids that done raised kids, I need some tips on my bedtime routine. What's your bedtime routine, Hollywood? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last but not least. He hails from Pine Hills, Florida, Evans High School near Orlando, FAMU graduate, holds the record for ball speed at 211 miles per hour, three-time European long drive champion, 2018 long drive champion, Maurice Allen. Welcome to the Roll Call Sports Podcast. What's up, man? Oh, hello, my brothers. How are you today? Hey man, this don't is, do. And they gonna be like, he talk like that for real. <laughs> yes, yes, this is this is actually my speaking voice. Uh, I, I do not understand why it is that you pick at me. Why, just why are you laughing at my voice, my brother? It, this, we are one of these same people. I, I do not understand. I, I, 
<laughs> what is the problem, my brother? Is it, is it okay? Is it, is it because I do not talk like you? I do not enunciate the words the way that you do. It is okay. We are still one in the same people. It is okay. It's no, it is no worries about it. I, I, they tell me to go home just like they tell you. It is no different. <laughs> so they pull me over. They say, "Well, who are you?" They, they then I am actually more of a threat than you because they do not understand the words that they come out of my mouth. Hey man, they hey, listen. I know Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy quite often. <laughs> listen, I told them, I am man. not coming to America. This is not McDowell's. Okay? I do not mock the food. Man, I do not I understand. Can, I can't, man. I can't. Uh, man, came oh, I'm out sorry, the I'm gate. sorry. My bad. Hey, but that's nobody... right. I forgot. No, you introduced me as a golfer. That's right. I'm supposed to. That's not my voice. That's right. This is supposed to be my voice. How's it going, fellas? <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. All right. Got my Tiger Woods voice on. Here we go. <laughs> All right, for shizzle. Love, love it, love it. <laughs> hey man, we've been waiting to get Maurice on the show. We were in pre-show, man. This dude is it, he, he is all the entertainment, man. All the entertainment. All the entertainment. So, so let me. I want to tell everybody, like, give some backdrop to this. How cool this dude is. So, he wrote this article. <clears throat> you know, being black in a white sport, and uh, I was like, man, I was really impacted by that. My friend Martel sent it to me. And then I read the article and I was like, wow, that dude is man. And I already followed you on Instagram. So I was like, I'm a DM and him. Tell him. Thank you. Tell him. Thank you for taking a stance on everything that's going on, not being wishy washy, telling it just like it is. And so I DM him and I'm like, hey, thanks for telling it like it is. I said, hey, you mind listening to the show? The guy's like, hey, man, I'm going to listen to your show. Y- y- y'all want to have me on? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, let's go. And here we are. Here we are now. And this dude is <laughs> this dude is something else, man. So tell me a little bit about, uh, not to switch up speeds, but I want to know um, what it was like, you know, as you, how did that whole process get started on you, you doing this article with Golf Digest? Yeah, it was simple, man. To be honest with you, um, I looked at what was going on and, you know, people who follow me on Instagram, they're pretty familiar with the things that I've been saying for the past few years. Um, And it it really started with I made a post on Mother's Day about Ahmaud Arbery and, you know, but I've been posting this stuff for years. It it wasn't just the start of that. and there were some people who didn't really like the post that I made about Ahmaud Arbery. And then there was another one that I made on, ironically, Memorial Day. And I talked about, you know, the people who are in a war, but they don't wear uniforms. You know, they don't wear BDUs or desert fatigues and things like that. And they're not in a quote unquote organized army. And I got so much backlash. Oh, how can you sit here? And, you know, I put all the people who have been killed by police brutality on my um picture and I just talked on my story or well, not even on my story, on my feed and I talked about you know Memorial Day was a tribute to them because you know they paid the ultimate sacrifice and I got all these people who just had so much stuff to say it was crazy and I'm sitting here like man if you look at my Instagram it says activist on the front and it's a picture of my black face so I don't even know read the label I'm like I'm telling you exactly who I am right in front of you I mean it ain't like I'm out here you know the old school Chuck Berry where they had the posters and made him look like a a white man and then he he come out black playing the guitar and they trying to figure out what's going on you know (laughs) yeah so I, I couldn't understand that 
And then it was so crazy. One of my ex-girlfriends even called me and she was like, you're a public figure. You need to take that down and blah, 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 blah. There are people who are offended. And I was like, well, the people who are offended can go square to hell. I don't care. Mm. Don't bother me. <laughs> mm, my, wow. my, my page got a follow and an unfollow button. Just hit the damn unfollow button. I don't care. I unfollow y'all no way. And that's what so, it is. You know, people, <clears throat> yeah, people out there, oh, we're going to unfollow you. I was like, I don't follow you. So I don't care if you unfollow me. It, it does not matter. I don't know 192 thousand people i really don't even care people people get it twisted they think i got a social media page because i care i don't i got a social media page because of work if i had no if i wasn't working like this i wouldn't even have no page i don't know i exist sweat the lord and so like it was eerie though because yeah i made that post at like 8 a.m and at 8 p.m that post had a completely different meaning Mm. um and then I saw, you know, that the, the the golf media was was talking to all the soft golfers. Uh, they was talking to Harold. Hmm. You'll leave that where that is. Okay. If faces um, could and, talk. <laughs> and then, you know, they had a conversation with Cheyenne and I guess. And then they had the ultimate, you know, Tom out there, Tiger gonna come out there with a stare. I was like, man, y'all need somebody who I said, I don't know why y'all afraid. Actually, I know why y'all afraid to talk to me. But I found somebody who wasn't afraid to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And we did the we did the article and it was unfiltered, uncensored, and it was something that I had been saying for years. If you go back, I actually did a thing during the PGA merchandising show in January. And there has been no acknowledgement of Black History Month since 2011 by anybody in the golf space, whether it be a company, whether it be a governing body over the game in the various forms that they come in. Nobody's even acknowledged, but wow. they acknowledge wow. women's international women's golf day and pet day and sunglass day and pride month and everything under the sun. I said, well, God, God damn, a Yorkie <laughs> got better chance than I got to be acknowledged. <laughs> Ain't this That's real. Man. And the Yorkie can't even talk. I could see if it was Mr. Ed and he out here talking. Yeah, acknowledge the hell out that horse. I get it. But I'm like, well, good God damn. Like, how the hell does this work? Now, the problem is y'all want nigga money, but y'all don't even want to acknowledge. I said, and the thing about it is they could have just done the simplest thing in the world by throw up. Hey, you know, here goes somebody from the past and we out. Right. Right. They don't even do that. And, you know, so I I started calling people out on that and uh, pissing people off. And like my mom always used to say, she said, hey, if you don't like my mama told me when I was eight years old, I kid, I kid you not. You know how you're a little kid and your mama say something to you? And then you get an attitude. What's the first thing you do? You know, you suck your teeth. And so yep, my yep. mama said something to me. She was like, you got an attitude. And I didn't know if that was a trick question. I thought I was going to get punched in the face. Or I was going to get choke slammed. I didn't know really how to answer that. So I didn't say that. I just looked at it and turned my head, right? And she was like, you know, I got better things to do in my life than sit here and yell at you. There's so much stuff I could do. She's like, if you don't want to hear my mouth, stop fucking up. I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Is it that easy? And so, like, (laughs) I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write that. (laughs) Yeah, that's real. That's real. That's real. And so that's like that's the mode I've taken, man, when it comes to this stuff. Like people don't people don't like what I say 
I was like, okay, but have you ever, instead of getting all upset about the things that I'm saying, take a look at the reason on why I'm saying them. Right. You know, two days before Black History Month, everybody put these tributes to Kobe, and they was at the Waste Management, and they put it at, you know, 18 paces on and 24 and all this other stuff, and they put the eight with the flag and Mamba mentality on their wedges and everything like this. But then two days later, you can't even acknowledge people like Charlie Sifford, Ted Rose, Calvin Pete, so on and so forth. I can go down the list of black people who've done something in this game. Every time you tee a golf ball up, you actually represent a black man because the first person who made the golf tee and had the patent on it was a black guy. So, I mean, like... It's in the World Golf Hall of Fame, right? (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, it's funny. The simplest way how you start the game, to start the game, you tee the ball up. First hole ain't never a par three nowhere, and Jack Nicholas said, if you ever have the opportunity to tee the ball up, you tee it. Okay, well, every time you start the game, you're thinking about us. But we ain't even worth a mention. But you'll mention Kobe. I'm like, how crazy is that? So that just goes in. It's a case in point that we're good enough to be entertainers or we're good enough, no different than when it was back in the day with slaves. You know, you brought them from the field in the house to entertain company, sing, dance, shuck and jive and do all that or the women so you could use them as prostitutes. But then you throw them back, be like, hey, it's kind of like Django, you know, hey, who, who? who this nigga on his neck? <laughs> you know, so you can't come in here. You know, no, no, no. You know, yes. you gonna burn the bed sheets, tear the glasses up and everything. Oh no, they yours to burn. I don't care, master. And, and that's the thing. Like we can never be seen as even as close to equals. It just don't happen. You know, and I think that that's the, the funniest thing about it. And, but they don't like, they don't like that harsh reality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, you get on these platforms and it's like, Hey, don't say too much. Don't say too much, or oh. what, what are you going to say, you know? So, oh, yeah, man. You know, I don't even go on Twitter anymore. Um, they had this one page. It's called The Long Drive Sheriff. And it was a page that was totally made to try to mess with me. And this is probably about six or seven racist white dudes in Long Drive. Damn. And, damn. For real? Oh, it started back in 2012. It was terrible. It was all kinds of stuff. And at one point, it used to bother me. But then I realized over time, I was like, you know something? I must be doing a whole lot right if people got something to say about me. Like right. this lady today, she was on my Instagram today talking about, you know, on my my Maude Arbery post talking about I spew hate and all this other stuff and white people have it just as hard as black people. I could do that but laugh at her. She was uh-huh. like, I'm a caseworker <laughs> and poor white people have it as bad as black people. It's about income, not about color and skin. And she got mad because I told her husband to go kill himself a couple months or years ago. And she was like, oh, you told your husband. And so I put it on my on my um, on my feed, on my story. And I was like, yeah, I said it. I told him to go kill himself. What, what y'all think? Of you? And people like, oh, you need to worry about your sponsor. I was like, Sponsors and stuff ain't going to make me no slave. I'm going to say whatever I got to say. And yes, if sir. you roll with me, cool. If you don't, cool. The better thing is, if you know me as an individual, the first thing you probably ask yourself is, all right, we know he ain't wake up and just go off on somebody. So what the world did they say for him yeah. to say something <laughs> yeah, like right. that? And I think yeah, yeah, right. if people understand that, you know what I mean? Like if I'm walking into the corner store and somebody haul off and knock the hell out of me, they ain't just do it because I'm walking in the store. Like people right. walk past each other all the time. Random acts of violence aren't the norm. So right. the better question is, what what did you do? It's kind of like your mama say, okay, don't tell me what they did to you. Tell me what you did. Yeah, yes. Got to get to that root cause. Yes, yeah, yes, well, you sir. grew up in a black household. Don't tell me what they did. I don't want to hear that. We talk about we hey. talk about you. And you know what's coming yeah. next. You know what's coming next. That oil. <laughs> 
<laughs> that oil, <laughs> yeah, that prayer oil out. You ain't yeah, right. I know, I know you're gonna sell that story on on your end where they just they just wrote you through the coals and you was mm-hmm. terrible and oh my god. And like, okay, what'd you do? You know, and that's the thing. Right. Like I don't tell people I'm sorry often because. They be like, "Oh, you need to apologize." I'm like, "For what? I ain't sorry." Well, you told him to go kill himself. Yeah, I meant it. Oh, well, would you be mad if he killed himself? Hell no! I don't even think about him. So if he ain't here, even less of a reason for me to think about him. Congrats. Suggestion. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: if yeah, you man. that weak minded, if I tell you to kill yourself and you go do it, you need to be up off here anyway. Okay. I understand yeah. modern medicine has saved a lot of people that's weak. You know, you look at the Spartans, you look at all these old school civilizations, they used to kill weak people. They used to throw them off cliffs. At four or five years old, if you weren't able to produce, you was checking out anyway. They do something, they feed you somewhere, they send you on some hunt where they know you can't survive. It's not wrong. <laughs> get you out of there yeah, early. Not wrong. Get you out of there early. <laughs> yeah, they get you they get you out of here early. They ain't got no time for this weakness. So we got a lot of people walking around this world that's weak. And I, I tell people all the time, it doesn't bother me to say that they got a lot of people walking around who don't deserve to be here because they don't understand the true blessing of life so if you don't understand the blessing of life go and get out of here stop yes, wasting sir. my time stop wasting <laughs> up energy and yes, space sir. go and yes, find sir. somewhere else to be go right. hang out with the devil if that's where you want to go he's giving out scholarships all day long hell <laughs> Trump going with him so you might as well have some friends so but here's the thing I'll be honest with you now here's here's the honest truth man I have never ever watch sports i don't watch sports even to this day i don't even watch golf i'm sorry to disappoint you um no man i i don't it's it's not it's not my thing um Mm. i will watch a game if i have something personally invested uh i've been around a lot of professionals and other sports so i'll go watch my homeboys play Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but honestly i don't care i don't you're not really a fan you're not really a fan then (laughs) I am the opposite point. of a fan. Yeah. I, am, I am like the IT geek who doesn't, who watches like the, yeah, I'm watching Wicked Tuna and Naked and Afraid and. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. shit. Hey, 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 here Look, here goes Hey, 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 have you watched Alone? Alone? No, I don't know what that is. Hey, get on. Hey, it is. Uh, oh, see, I don't it, watch series. No, hold like on. That. No, hold on. It's Naked and Afraid. Uh-huh. On steroids, bro. Okay. Hey, All they right. stay out there for like a hundred days. In oh, the so it's kind of like the Bear Grylls thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that, I'll watch. You know. But yeah, I'm not. Man, I, I'll be honest with you. I had field passes to the Falcons for two years, and I think I went to one game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn. Hey, that just. Hey, that just hurt my soul. Hey, you. Yeah. Hey, what is that? You know, you don't fucked up. No way. You know you fucked up, don't you? You and know you, you bought fucked the bottle up. of beer. You, no, no. I went in this. First of all, I ain't going to the store first. All right. I bought the bottle. I, I went outside with my homeboy, and then we bought the bottle of beer. That's that's uh, huh? Oh. <laughs> you know you, you know you, you know you fucked up, don't you? You know you fucked up. But no, no, no. Let me explain. So you bought me explain the bottle of beer. <laughs> no, you don't fucked up. No, no. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, so next up, man, you're 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 talk. We were DMing the other day. You're talking about you're joining the Corn Fairy Tour, man. You're is that is what's where? How's that coming along? Where are you yeah. at in that process? What do you have to do? So I've got a year, um, and I'll have an exemption into a Corn Fairy event, the BMW. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's June of 2021. As long as I keep progressing the way how I'm progressing, uh, I've talked to the tournament director and we're going to do some stuff. I kind of look at it, man, as a situation of being able to really change my life. Um, Mm. It's an opportunity that doesn't really exist for a lot of people. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying my white privilege, by the way. Um, so, uh, Message. <laughs> but no, nah, the thing about it is, you know, it's, it's a hard road. But in the same sentence, you know, if I do well in that event, I'd get into the next event and I continue down that path. And truthfully, by the end of 2021, I could have a PGA tour card, which would probably be the worst thing for the world of golf. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a big platform right there. That's a big platform. Hey. Well, there you have it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, that, that is probably going to be the worst thing to ever happen because they're going to be like, act like you've been here before. And I'm going to be like, bitch, I ain't been here before. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, they're going to be like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. So y'all going to hear it first on this podcast. They, they going to, you know, they always interview everybody be like, how does it feel to, how's it feel to get your PGA tour card? Blah, blah, blah. First thing I'm going to tell them, I'm going to be like, hey, Miss Loretta, I'm ready for the tour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you that and from that moment on, sound bites are going to be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, hey, we're ready wait. for it. We got all your wait. sound bites over here. So, hey, so let me, so we obviously know that you can hit, it was a 480-yard drive I saw you hit? Mm-hmm. Four, good day at the office. I don't know. It was one of them ones you waved bye-bye to. I said, good Lord. All Man. right, hold on. Let me tell you about that. First things first, I didn't know I did that. I got in trouble. <laughs> my mama yelled at me about that. She told me, so you're going to make me look bad on my damn job. You out here acting fool on TV. <laughs> I, so, I ain't waved at no ball. I said, I wouldn't do that. That's crazy. She was like, oh, so you, so my eyes lying to me? I was like, no, ma'am, but I didn't do it. <laughs> and then, so what happened, I'll be honest with you. I had lost an event in London about three weeks earlier because of the same thing. If you go back and look at that tape, they started the clock as I was putting my clubs in the bag. And the same thing happened to me three weeks before, and I got frustrated, and I hit every ball out of bounds. Well, fast forward three weeks later, the same thing happened, and I knew the first four balls, they was going to be out of bounds. So I just didn't care. I hit them out of bounds. And if you listen to the commentary, Jerry Foles was like, you know, Maurice was having a long external internal talk with himself. And the thing I told myself was, if you hit this first ball in, it don't even matter. You win the tournament. It don't matter how long, how short it is. You're going to win the tournament. So my natural just subconscious reaction, I just waved at it. And it turned into that. Yeah, I didn't even know. Honestly, I didn't know I did it until I watched the tape because I know I got yelled at. And I was like... I didn't mess up And then I looked at the tape I was like yeah You, you did that You did yeah. You did It's, it's yeah. all over the internet <laughs> All over It is It you is did. You did yeah. So what part of your game Do you think needs the most work To get ready for the Corn Ferry Tour All of it All of it Because if it did not be there already That's all <laughs> Wow I'm okay with that Definitely. I mean, that's, It's called self-awareness that's bro truth. That's what it's called Hey Yeah hey. Hey, You can't lie to yourself You start lying to yourself You got a whole bunch of problems Real talk, America. That's real. That's real talk, man. That's real, real. Mm-hmm. So I want to um, talk about too. I want to talk about your uh, your scholarship program. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, I, I was watching some of your posts, and you were talking about how you know you raised enough money um, to help kids with scholarships. So so tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So when I won World Championships in 2018, we gave out 25 grand, like of my prize money. I gave out 25 grand in scholarships because I wanted to do something to help uplift and motivate my community. 
Uh, and then this year we were slated to do about a hundred gram, but then COVID hit and it messed some stuff up. And I still was able to get 20 grand. And then after the article came out, we gave another five grand. So we ended up and then found out the boy who we gave the money to, uh, they were living in the hotel and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I ain't about to come out here and get this boy a five grand check and him and his family living in the hotel. And I'm going to act like I don't see it. So yeah. we ended up raising another five. So it was 10 total that was given to that family to help them with their situation. Man. But nice. the scholarships we give are not to 3.5, 4.0 kids. Um, I try to find kids who have totally screwed up their first two years of high school, but then switched around and got their life on track. Um, Mainly because every May, every June, you have people transitioning, quote unquote, into adulthood. They go from college, from high school to whatever they're going to do next, whether it's college, trade school, right. sell dope, become, want to be a rapper, whatever it is they want to do. <laughs> it's real. That's um, real. Not people over the head, whatever they transition is. But the thing about it is you're going to have people who go into this world and you don't want pissed off people going into the world. You want people who have hope. So the last thing that you want is someone who thinks, you know, well, I messed up my first two years. I'm, I'm going down a bad slope, so I might as well keep going on it. Mm-hmm. But do you want people who are going to say, well, you know, there's opportunities for me and people who acknowledge the hard work that they did to turn their life around? And yeah, five thousand dollars doesn't pay for school, but it definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. Helps them go around the right boat. Um, yeah. So my thought process was. Even if a kid did terrible their first two years and came back and went 4.0, 4.0, or 3.5, 3.5, and did well on the SAT or ACT, they would get an interview with a college, and somebody's going to ask them questions and be like, okay, what switch, what changed, and give them that opportunity. So if right. I could get kids to understand that, and by doing that, I actually will impact my community better, and it will make my community a better community as a whole. So yeah. that was just another way of me just trying to do something to help people out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's dope, that's man. Up, that's man. dope. Getting back, man. Back, dope. Like that. Hey, man. So I just want to give you this last. I don't got no more questions, man. I just want to give you a platform to say whatever you want to say. You know, this is the Roll Call Sports Podcast. Hey, Maurice asked us. He said, "Hey, can what? What can I say?" I said, "Man, you can say whatever the hell you want to say out here." So go that's ahead, cause, man. Because out here we bars none and we fades them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, you man, you, think, you can um, say whatever you want. To. <laughs> I think for oh well that is wonderful. That has, that has the opportunity to speak. It is it, especially in the king's voice because people know that when Chikala talks, that they, when the Black Panther himself brings it to the table, everybody shall sit down and okay. shut up and listen because I demand and command nothing but respect for you. That is true. The Babylonians and everybody else shall understand when I speak. They shall sit down and shut up. But no, I think like one thing about it, man, is when I look at everything going on in the world right now. Um, People have to understand that for so long, black people, and I hate the word minorities because minorities is pretty much everybody who's not a white male. Um, And that's in all walks of life for the most part. Everybody's been accepted. You know, we've been kind of often imitated, never duplicated. You know, people love the culture. People listen to the music. People like the dress. People yes, like sir. the shoe game or whatever it is. And and they 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 do all these things to try to be us. It's kind of like Paul Mooney said, you know, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. Yeah. And wow. what happens with us is we find ourselves in situations where we're constantly conforming. 
you know, we're on the job and we get a good job and we're afraid to really speak up and be these people who were taught and bred to be from the time you're a little kid. When you're in fifth grade, you're told do the right thing, always stand up for the truth and all this other stuff. But then as you get older, the truth starts to get into this weird, weird, funky gray area. And within that gray area is you trying to do law number one, which is self-preservation. And then you start changing your 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 moral character and your moral fiber because you're trying to save yourself. You're still trying to save that good job. Yeah. You're still trying to save that house. Mm-hmm. You're still trying to save that car. And that doesn't happen anywhere else. You know, people are able to defend themselves. People are able to stand up for themselves. But then if we do it, it's always a negative connotation. You're Mm -hmm. cocky, you're arrogant, you're flamboyant, you're outspoken, you're all these other things that always have some negative undertone to them. And I think the, the biggest thing for people who, quote unquote, say they're trying to educate themselves is they have to understand that we've been in situations where we fear doing what's right because we feel like we're going to lose everything and we don't have that ability to to be who we are to express who we are or express what we believe in out of fear of being blackballed or persecuted or mm-hmm. right. even falling asleep yeah. in the wendy's drive-thru um, yep. and i'm not saying yep. that what we do is perfect i'm not saying that there aren't other ways that things can be done because everybody has them but when you go back and you look at everything, no matter what happens, we're always the guilty person. We're always the person on the other end who is trying to fight for their freedom. Ironically, still even in death, when you're supposed to be as free as you can be, when you're going to see the Lord or whatever it is that you believe in, you're still fighting for your freedom. There hasn't been one black male or one black female that's been killed that they don't attack their character and assault them, right. even when they're dead. Yep. They're still trying to prove that they're guilty, even in death. Um, and they're still trying to exonerate the true predator in the situation who may be the officer, it may be the, the white male or whoever it is that just decided to take that person's life. And if people took the time to actually listen and to look at what's right. They took the same amount of energy to do that as they do to dig up dirt and find out what somebody did six, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, things would be different. And I mean, I don't know one single person on this world who, you know, you look at the last one with Rashad, man. He died because he was drunk. Yep. I've never had alcohol before in my life, but I, I can assure you probably 70% of the population has been drunk once. And mm-hmm. if that is a death sentence, then start wiping out 70% of the population. Yep. Right. Including yeah. the white folks. You yeah. know, you look at a Johnny Manziel versus, and Johnny Manziel is probably the best one versus Jamarcus Russell. You know, Jamarcus Russell is nowhere now. No one even knows who, where yeah. he is or what he's doing. Johnny Manziel is celebrated on golf.com and all this other stuff. Is all, you know, he gets a second chance. Ryan Leaf gets a second chance. He's having chance. a good time. Yeah. He likes to. He just likes to have a good time. Well, Ryan Leaf, Gronkowski. Oh, he just likes to have a good yeah. time. Ryan Leaf, just straight yeah. drug head all day, straight dope fiend. But you know, oh, he's such a good person. Yeah. You know, and all this other stuff. We don't have that. We don't have that same. You know, second chance. It doesn't exist. You know, when it's a crack problem, we throw him in jail. When it's a heroin problem, oh, we need to. Opioids. We, we need. We, we have a real problem. We need to give them help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They need yeah. help. They need help. Well, hell, when it was cracking, you ain't need help. You want to throw us in jail. Ironically, yeah. we ain't got no planes, trains, buses to bring this stuff in here. But, you know, hey, yeah. 
It's just another yeah. another way of getting it done. So I mean, right. it's when you look at the system as a whole, um, and and white people who tell me they don't see color. How the hell you get dressed every morning? How you drive? <laughs> I'm gonna start using that shit. Hot damn! How you drive? You, 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 ain't, you ain't out here with plaids and stripes on, and out here looking crazy as all get out. So well, I got some tips today. You you were right that day. How you? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Dress. Writing that shit down, dog. You don't it. see color. Well, how you know which house is yours? Yeah. Uh, it's the orange one. Really? I thought you don't see yeah, color. Yeah, man. I love that. Your car is yours. Yeah. What color is your interior? How'd you choose that? <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean? You can tell me that you... But see, here's the thing. Like, You have to look at the lie. And so many people don't look at the lie. The lie is, is, is in the detail right there. Yeah. You know, right. you can tell me that, hey, color doesn't affect my judgment. Okay. But don't lie to me and tell me you don't see color. Yeah. And then black people got to stop thinking that something, you know, something's better than nothing mentality. Yeah. Everybody right. got all in, up, up in arms about Michael Jordan giving a hundred million dollars to blue. First of all, let me explain something to y'all. A hundred million dollars over 10 years is $10 million. Let's sit here and do some quick math. You all love sports. How many Jordan brand ambassadors are there in basketball and in other sports? Derek Jeter was one. There's a bunch of basketball players. Yeah, Harry right. Barner won. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's one group. Now, that group of people, they get Jordan. Oh, I think there's, there's a few in baseball, actually. Uh, but every last one of them people get every single pair of Jordans that ever come out. They get them shit to the house. Pat Perez, you can look at his golf wall. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it. His mm-hmm. golf wall on his IG. It got every yeah. pair of Jordans that ever came out. The Christian Dior Jordans is coming out next week. That's two grand, okay? Right. Now, then you go to the collegiate side. You look at Michigan, Florida, Oklahoma, okay. and whoever else is sponsored by the Jordan Carolina, brand. Yeah. All these people, okay, Carolina, yeah, for obviously Carolina. So all these sports teams, what do they do? They get shoes and, and clothes and bags and, and hoodies and everything else, you know, that's Jordan, Jordan Dow, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you sum total all that together, you think that that's $10 million? Probably. So we all hyped up about him now. It's not a lot of money. No. Not when somebody no, when the person who's giving it has made a billion. Oh, no, with I, a I agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I agree yes. with you on that. Yeah. That ain't yeah. no money. He's hit billion with a well, beat. Well, here's here's <laughs> yeah, what I say that about that. No, too. Money. no it, it's a lot. I, I I mean, for the average person, but for him, it's a lot. But see, hold on, whoa, whoa. But here's the thing: for the average person, that's a lot yeah. of money. We talking about affecting an entire people. Yeah. So that ain't a lot of money. Yeah. When you start yeah. affecting an entire people, yeah. if he took that ten billion, uh, you know, that ten million dollars, and he handed ten million. How many people are actually going to get that? That's a dollar a person? Well, and here's how I think yeah, about Here's it. what I thought about, too, yeah. when I heard that is you think about it, it's 10 million over over 10 years or 100 million over 10 years. That's just revenue. That's not coming out of his pocket, right? That's revenue no. from, from the brand, right? So that ain't yeah. even a piece of revenue. That's that's full, That's the shoes they sold this month. Yeah. yeah. You got to put it in perspective, too, though, because I think we talked about this on the show a couple, a couple weeks, weeks ago, ago, too, because the. The NFL, it was what two hundred fifty million dollars over, over ten years, <laughs> and that's a you know that's a billion dollar conglomerate 15, organization 15 of, of rich white men that you know that that run the NFL. Um, you know, so you know, in perspective, you know, we put it out as okay. Well, Jordan, you know, he donated a hundred million, so you got what thirty two white owners, and all they could all they could scrap together was was two hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> over ten years. But you know, Jordan can can donate a, a hundred million over ten. So yeah, 
you Phil know, Knight I mean, is I, I giving more money to black people to than. Yeah, but here, here's my thing: when they opened up Atlanta or when they opened up Georgia, black folks was at the Greenbrier Mall doing what? <laughs> Buying Jordan. Jordans. Yeah. Jordan. So you tell me these people out here catching Corona for you, and all you can do is give them ten million dollars. <laughs> like we, I always, and remember, I, I've always Jordan, been disappointed in how he his brand and how much he charges for shoes and all that stuff. That's all of that's them. All, just, all, all of them are the same. All of them the same. Now, I mean, it ain't like Jordan out here being like LeBron. Yeah, Jordan don't yeah. care nothing about nobody but Jordan. It's kind of like Tiger right. Woods. Yeah. Tiger yeah. Woods can't speak for me. He can't talk to black golf. He ain't. He ain't nobody. Yeah. He ain't nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to tell people nothing. that. Yeah, you can make some folks yeah. mad on the on. The- <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm gonna make people mad. Hey, hey, everybody listening to this who play golf, Tiger Woods ain't shit. I hate to, <laughs> I hate to be the one. Tiger, we invite you on the show the next week, man. Golf. We can discuss it. <laughs> he is not the leader of black golf. Nah. He ain't nobody but himself, and that's we, cool. He's we, a phenomenal golfer, yeah. but he don't help golf. Right. black people right he helped well, the game of golf yeah right That's and it. we we've we i've talked yeah. about that and i've had interesting conversations with people about that you know because you know i started playing golf like my senior year of high school right and from that time until now you don't see you don't see the impact of a black golfer being the best golfer in the world that you would you that you would think you would see you know what i'm saying like the impact hasn't trickled down to where it's like you literally have these inner city. Now I know he's got like his Tiger Woods Foundation, and he's that's got these not other. Black. That's, a, that's, that's <laughs> no, not black. No, it, you're hundred percent right. It's not. But but you you see these things, and it's like, but where is the where is the um, I guess the word I'm looking for? Where's the impact? Yeah. Right. Where's the impact of bringing more black people to the game? You know, we talked about last week, so, Maurice, if, if you, I don't know if you heard it or not, but we talked mm-hmm. about the goat of all goats. And we all said, mm-hmm. we all agree, it's Muhammad Ali. Because Muhammad Ali not only was great, he was also, he spoke his mind, he said what people didn't want to hear, and he was right. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that real quick. First things first, I'm going to come back to your tiger comment. But let, let's go with the goat of all goats. So let's deal with that. Stop calling people goats. They ain't goats, okay? They ain't goats. They ain't goats. So a goat, no, Bad. they ain't goats. You know who, Muhammad is the goat. Yes. Yes, he is, 110%. People have to understand, you can be an amazing player. Um, Kobe became a goat. But what you do to be a goat, because the standard had been set by Muhammad. Muhammad was a phenomenal boxer. That's what he did. But he also stood up for people. He uplifted people. He did all this. So so Jordan winning how many rings he won and all this other stuff, that don't make him a goat. It made him a great player. He ain't done nothing for nobody but Michael and his kids and his new wife and all this other stuff. He ain't did nothing for nobody. He don't care about nobody. Now, goat. In basketball, you could talk about Julius Irvin. You could talk about Kareem. You could talk about Bill Russell. Those are people who actually stood for something and uplifted things past where it was just them. It wasn't them on the receiving end. Right. They used their so laps. Kobe became a GOAT because what Kobe started doing for women's sports after he left the league. Yeah. Prior to him leaving the league, Kobe won the GOAT. You can't be a GOAT just based on your resume or what you do on the court or on the field. It's what you do outside of that as well that truly makes you a GOAT. And we start, we, you know, we tell everybody that they amazing. and we tell them they all phenomenal. You were talking about earlier about your daughter and her softball games. Let me tell you something. My daughter played, high, uh, she plays college 
basketball. She's a freshman. We had a bet this year that they was going to lose all their games by some total of a thousand points. Okay. Got it. They first game. And they lost to a school by 50 who shot 30 from the field. And I said, hey, let me explain something to you, baby. Daddy ain't come here to watch this foolishness no more. You grown. I ain't wasting three hours to go watch you play no basketball. <laughs> I'll watch it on. I'll watch it. You know, the highlights when they come on stuff. But y'all suck. Okay, I got other things to do with my day. That don't mean I love you any less. You ain't going to the WNBA. You ain't going nowhere. Else. I don't you have to see no you more. You ain't going no more games. No, I ain't going to one more game at all. No, not at all. Bruce, you got to get to the game, man. Hey, you got to get to the game. I ain't gonna waste my time to watch, bro. They they won three games all season. They lost all of their games by nine hundred and forty something points. Why am I sitting watching? What do I need to see that for? Who, matter of fact, let me ask you this: Who 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 gonna sit here and recruit these losers? Okay, they suck. They coach suck. They coaching staff suck. They whole thing. I told the coach, I was like, "You terrible. You suck. You need to be fired like yesterday." Terrible. Terrible. Not fired everybody. I fired the person. Who washing the jerseys? I fire the person who who pulling the benches out. <laughs> the person who inflating the basketball. The person who the whole. They didn't wash the jerseys right. They didn't even watch the jerseys. The whole program. Uh, he said, "Scrap the whole program." They need to do a complete rebuild. A rebuild. They need to relocate. They just <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, hey. y'all, I understand, gen, you know, Title IX and everything, but y'all need to find something else to do. You <laughs> need to take these girls and do something else with them. They terrible. Hey, 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 Hooping ain't for everybody. Hey, it's, it's not, hey, it's definitely not, not for, for everybody. It ain't but for no, them. I, but go ahead. That's the difference. But that, that, that's the difference, man. And then with the Tiger thing, so if you go back to the 1960s, 1950s, if you look at the case versus Loving versus the Supreme Court, the interracial dating couple, right? Yes. And you go every two years and you compound, you see there's an exponential growth in, in interracial couples, right? Um, if you look at the 24 years that Tiger has been on the tour and then you go back 24 years prior to him being on tour, the same amount of black people, actually less black people have been on the tour. You've had a lot of interracial people. The two blackest people on the PGA Tour is Cameron Champ and Joseph Bramlett, to be 100% honest with you. Because the other two dark-skinned people that look closer to us, they ain't black. So, um, you know, what you end up with is you <laughs> we, walk past... Park there for a second? Yes. Yeah, really. Let's park. Hey, it's a, I just want to get your thoughts on, uh, on uh, Varner. Ain't black. Keep moving. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn, he, he got he got melanin, but I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's all about a culture, man. It's a culture. Like, what do you do that it, that literally embraces the culture? Do you talk about the issues with us? Like when he got on Golf Channel a couple weeks ago, this is two weeks ago. Uh, there's no racism in golf. The first thing I did, I felt like Kevin Hart, nigga. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, you're right. I've seen that. I'm sitting there like, but that ain't the first time he did that. He did that back in 2017. He said the same thing. And I'm over here like, nigga. And then he had a chance to bring it back a couple weeks ago and be like, you know something? I want to retract my comment because I bred, you know, I gave these people life who were doing this. Oh, oh no 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 no! He didn't. He gonna come and bring it back around. He go he gonna bring the retro back. You know, so we gonna bring these Jordan threes back out here. Let's go get it. And I'm like, well, I'd be darn. But I mean, but that goes into part of that may be the fear of losing sponsors or whatever yeah. it is. You know something? Yeah. You yeah. can't you can't buy my soul. 
People were beaten, raped, and killed for us to do the things that we take for granted today. And ain't no way I'm going to sit here and act like that didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and act like people aren't being killed or pulled over or treated differently just because of the color of their skin. People say that Tigers right. had a huge effect on golf. But you go to these top country clubs, tell me where the black member's at. Yeah. I'll wait. Go to Quail Hollow. Go to hey. Val Hollow. I'm not one for sure. I'll tell you, man, you know, me and my buddies, Ben and Martell, we play a lot of golf and, uh, you know, we're constantly, you know, I go to these golf courses and constantly saying, Hey, you guys need to pick up the pace. Hey, you got, I'm like the average round of golf is four minutes, four hours and 12 minutes, sir. We're at four Oh nine. Right. Like it's just, you, you know, when you roll up on a course and you like, you can tell you're not welcome or they don't really appreciate you being there. Um, and then you kind of hear them interacting with other golfers that come in that may be of a different melanin yeah. group, right? Hey, and they, they treat white folks different than us. I understand you won't say things a certain way. They treat <laughs> <them> <laughs> they Europeans. They do. And you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they do. It, it, even, it, it happens to me. I see it all times. People, I'll go places. They won't recognize who I am. They're like, "Oh, yo, what's up? Can I get an autograph?" Hell no, you can't get an autograph. Tell your mom to autograph the dead baby. I love it. I don't care. Like, cause you, my thing is this: you can't treat people with disrespect and then respect, expect respect in return. Yeah. That's not how life goes. Right, you right. you have to understand that. And so, in this game, is the game of golf racist? No. Is the society of golf racist? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. A sport can't be racist. A sport only knows if you're good at it or if you're not. Right. Hell, if you right. white, green, blue, or purple, if you run nine point three seconds in the hundred meter, you a bad man. Mm-hmm. But or woman or transgender, whatever you are. But at the end of the day, alphabet, alphabet people, man. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not getting. I'm not doing that with (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Hey, look, hey, look, hey, hey, you almost had a stand. Hey, there is a limit. No, we not parking there. We going in reverse on that shit. Eat the soup. Is it too hot? Will you just eat the soup? Is that velvet? <laughs> but, nah, man. When you look at it, though, man, it is crazy. Like people always use Tiger as the example, and I'm like, man, if he was purple, they'd be like, man, that purple dude knocked the hell out of that damn golf yeah. ball. But they, it, it wouldn't nobody pay attention to it. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. so stop using him. I was done with him when he he was on Oprah and was like, I'm Cobbler Asian, and he nah. was like, I'm America's guy, and all. Right. I'm like, well, hell, yeah. He could have stood up there with his fist in the air. You know, I'm black, but I'm also these other things. And y'all going to respect me as a multiracial, but one of them is black. Black. You've been picking cotton. It's black. Hey, as my friend Monte said, blackity black, black. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the thing about it is when you look at this stuff, man, it's it's real, man. And and people want to sugarcoat it. They want to act like it's cool. They want to act like, you know, it, it doesn't exist, but that's that's not the real case, man. And so they do things that make them feel comfortable. You know, they want to act like there's this this such horrible past in the game of golf. But the real truth is there's a horrible present. It ain't just the past. Right. You know, these eighty, ninety thousand dollar initiation clubs, first thing first, I ain't giving you my eighty thousand dollars in the first place. You go kick rocks, go kill yourself if you think I'm gonna get that <laughs> and give it to you. Cause I'm gonna go get this eighty thousand dollars in my community, open up a food pantry and make sure these black folks around here can eat. That's what I'm gonna do. But that's just me as an individual. But then you telling me now I have to go and 
get your validation. I have to get so many members to sign off and vouch for me and all this right. other stuff. And the, my, you know, I had this one white dude, kid you not, man. He was like, you know, you've got class. Blah, blah, blah. I said, well, who are you to determine who class is? And then a few years later, I see him with a Trump Make America Great hat on. I said, man, if he telling me I got class, I need to re reevaluate myself as a human being. Because <laughs> if he telling me I'm a class act, I, I need not be that. Because yeah, we are in the wrong class, my brother. Wrong we, class. Well, I am looking through the wrong lens. I need to change everything I'm doing. <laughs> and that's a, that's a gatekeeper piece too, right? Because then the people who don't have access to that money, how are they supposed to get right? How are they supposed to get on tour or how are they supposed to move to the next level? Right. Yeah. People think it's one of those things where it's only it's only, you know, about the score you shoot to get on tour. That's a lie. It's such a lie. Um, you know, there's so many different things. You know, golf is an expensive sport especially if you're trying to play it professionally. You know, every tournament you go to is going to run you about $2,500 between travel, hotel, rental car, entry fees, so on and so forth. You know, it's going to run you anywhere from $1,500 $2,500. And then the better question is, how many times are you going to mess up, whether it be nerves and all this other stuff? You know, if you're you're running track, um, you know, it's one of those things where if you fast, you fast. You can use your nerves to your advantage. In golf, right. you have to find a way to silence that. You have to find a way to quiet that. If you're playing football, you got four quarters. You mess up on kickoff. Uh, it's all right. We can bounce back. You know, yeah. we can whatever. In golf, right. every single stroke, every single swing could literally kill you. All it takes is one bad hole. I mean, the statistics, if you double bogey a round of in a round of golf, the chances of you winning that tournament are less than 5%. Hmm. Damn. You have two double bogeys in a round in a, in one single round. Your chance of missing the cut literally goes to 75%. So you only got a 25% chance of making the cut after two bogeys. Wow. Wow. And I mean, one when round. you start looking at statistics, yeah. Damn. When you start looking at statistics, Shit, I'm down uh, you three can, holes you in this bitch. God damn, Maurice. <laughs> so it's it's nuts, man. Like I shot 70, I shot 70 today and I had a bogey on 18. And I still won, but it was like, you know, I was sitting there telling myself, I was like, man, I got birdie these last six holes. And I left one of them short, uh, lipped out for one, and then I just totally messed up on 18. But I had three of the last six because I was shooting for a number, you know. But mm-hmm. in a, because when I'm playing, I'm like, all right, I got to get ready for when you go to Corn Ferry. You know, people think it's the number, man. Corn Ferry, go look at them numbers, bro. They, they shooting 66 every day. Every like day. Corn yeah. Ferry, Corn Ferry is a like a gunslinger tour, man. If you ain't out here making eight birdies in a day, you 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 donate. You can't compete. Yeah, I mean, you can look at the leaderboards, man. I I was out at the Digital Alley Open a few couple years ago, and I was like, everybody's at twenty one under. They had like a they had like a four way tie at twenty three under, man, or twenty four under. Bro, on the Corn Ferry tour, everybody on fifty nine watch. Wow! Everybody on fifty nine. It's like being. It's like looking at Instagram, looking at Fashion Nova. They be like that girl fine. Be like all the girls on Fashion Nova fine. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what Fashion Nova you been looking at? All of them. I can't they ain't got no, no girls on Fashion Nova. What's wrong with you? <laughs> on Corn Ferry, they be like this guy's on fifty nine. Watch this guy. What well, whole damn field on fifty nine? Watch. They got ten guys on fifty nine. Watch every every day on the Corn Ferry. So oh, they mess man. up, but they be out there, man. It, it is absolutely. That crazy how I had a homeboy who just shot 11 under in a qualifier 
That's wow. to get into the dirt to get into the corn fairy event on Monday. He went eleven under. Jesus, I done seen one of my in? friends shoot seven under and not get in. Think about Damn. that. Seven under and not get in. You have the the round of your life, and all you can get is one of these pat on the back. Thanks for coming out. It's been, it's been real. Wow. And then you start asking yourself, be like, that's the best I could do. Be like, yeah, your best is not good enough. Have a blessed day, though. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for the donation. Hey. Yeah, pre- hey, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Maurice, this has been a blast, man. We appreciate it, man. <laughs> we go, hey, you got a you got a permanent open invitation now to the Roll Call Sports you Podcast. You fit right in, bro. You know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm going to fit into that because I don't watch sports. So I'm going to be that dude sitting in the background. Talking nah, man. Well, I think you ain't got to worry about that. Ain't no sports on going team? on right now, man. Yeah, man it's COVID, man. <laughs> yeah. So I'd only be good for the next, what, two weeks before basketball go out and then <laughs> baseball. And then y'all start talking don't worry, about we, all these people. We'll, about, we'll update you 30 minutes. I'll be out here Googling like a mug. We'll update you like, 30 minutes before the show. I don't even know who this is. <laughs> You just you just come on, man. It's open mic. We got you, yeah, dog. Open, we open got mic. You. Open mic. Yeah, sir. I still yes, thought sir. Rasheed Wallace played in the NBA till a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> man, I like Sheed though. I like Sheed. Uh, Rasheed Wallace. Spothead. They call him Spothead. <laughs> Sheed. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I thought the Dalmatian was still out there playing. <laughs> the Dalmatian. <laughs> Dalmatian, man. <laughs> Hey man, just because oh, you should listen to this, hey man, don't mess me up in these streets, brother. I'm just joking. It's all jokes. Please don't put your hands on me. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Hey man, well, we appreciate you for being on, yes, man. Sure. We thank you for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, let us know whenever you're ready to come back on, brother. We'd love to have you, man. All right, man. Y'all boys, take it easy. Right. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you, man. Right, man. And that's going to bring us to closing shots, fellas. First up. Hollywood, Dallas, Texas. I don't like that you guys are fucking with me, but I'll go first. So I want to give a shout out to my girl Rain Basin. So she was she was messaging me and just saying it was probably pretty cool what she said. She just said, "Look, I just want you guys to know on the podcast. I probably should have sent this to you guys that I'll never allow people to say or get away with things, saying things about race that they should not get away with." So it was pretty cool just to hear that from somebody that listens to the show. Um, and, and me and Stinger got into a fight with a guy. Um, he basically made fun of us. So I'm calling all of our listeners. He basically said we don't have very many listeners and was talking shit. And his name is actually Michael Newman. And damn, we got names. Yeah, and his receipts, and his hashtag bitch. is at all takes matter. So he he was pretty rude to us. And so uh, I just want him to know how many followers we got, and and everyone should go after him. So hmm. yeah, that's all I got, man. <laughs> I like it. Let I the like dogs it. out. Just making suggestions. Use, use, use that right. platform. Sandman, Solana, Kansas, closing shot. Man, um, you know this COVID is rampant, man. It's mm, it's back. Mm, mm. Um, we have a total of 50 cases, and we got 22 yesterday. So, oh, yeah, I'm not feeling real good. We're probably going to go back on lockdown. Just in your location, not- your facility here? We're, no, 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 oh. no. This is this in the city, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy, man. It's I'm kind of nervous again. You know, I got yeah, that eerie big. feeling, man. But I'm a, I'm gonna push on through it. That's a big big jump. Five thousand five thousand new ones in Texas on Monday alone. Today they broke the record. Wow, for a day. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, Stinger. 
Omaha, Nebraska, closing shot. Yeah, man. I I want to talk about Bubba Wallace for a second, man. Uh oh. No, not a whole lot. Just, I mean, it it was a noose. I got to say that. (laughs) First off. It was a noose. But it might have been an why. Eagle Scout. It might have been an That's Eagle Scout. That's what I said. Note. That's what I said. I'm, uh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why it was a noose. They said they did an investigation in all 28 racetracks that NASCAR has races at. All 20, all 29 tracks. They said there were 1,684 garage stalls. 1,684. They said out of a uh, out of the 1,684, only 11 of those had pulled down ropes, had rope to close the garage. So out of all those garages, only one of those garages had a noose. And it was it was the garage that Bubba Wallace was in, man. So I think, you know, whether it was directed at him, whether it wasn't, it, it really doesn't matter. It was a noose. And, and this stuff is still going on this day and age, man. And, and people, we got to. You got to open your eyes, man. You got to open our eyes. We talked about it on the show today. It's that it's the root cause, you know, the root cause. Yeah. You know, we still got things to address. We got to talk about it. We got to stand up for it. And uh, yeah, man. So it was a noose. It was a noose. It was a noose. Unless you're Eagle Scout or Boy Scout, there's really not a good reason to have a noose. Right. Right. Hey, man, Maurice rocked that damn thing, didn't he? Man. He shaked, dude. He showed hey. out. He 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 was telling it like it is, so I'm gonna tell it like it is. So, in my closing shot, we got into this. Uh, I'm in this other weekend warrior group text, and uh, I I sent out and I said, hey, you know, Rob Parker wrote this article from Deadspin about the Masters shouldn't be called the Masters anymore. You know, quite honestly, I could care less, right? I'm so tired of you know people out there like chasing after this stuff that don't even matter y'all know what matters to me i'm about them reparations i'm about that check (laughs) cut the check so the the masters being called the masters doesn't matter to me but you know you know how we do in the unit you throw out some bait you know somebody took it and i'm all i'm saying is just be who you are man if you're a racist be a racist don't be cloaked don't be coded just be who you are it's okay. I won't be mad. I won't be mad. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll accept it. I can accept that. <laughs> I've been accepting it my whole life, right? I just can't. I just can't deal with this. This secretive, cloaked, you know, coding, right? I'm through subtle. with it, man. Yeah, subtle. Yeah, just just be who you are. Say what you want to say. Don't 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 beat around the bush. Be who you are. Chance the rapper got a great song. Be who you are. Right, just be who you are. Dave Chappelle has a great skit. If you don't, if you don't like black people, then you don't like black people. It's okay. And that's, be who you are, and that's okay. Hey man, and that's a wrap. I'm gonna close on that. All right. We want to thank Joey and San Serif Productions for all the work he does on the ones and twos, making magic out here, baby. Damn, you got a doozy tonight. <laughs> Making magic, baby. Oh man, I ain't gonna hear the end of this. <laughs> Appreciate shit you, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're you're not you're not gonna hear the end of that until spring twenty one, probably. Yeah. I'm, I'm Next year. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Hey, be sure to visit joeykindle.com for all your production needs. I know some of y'all podcasts. I've been listening to them this week. Y'all need to go ahead and hit Joey up. 
in them DMs. They open. Hit him up. Email us your questions and your topic suggestions. You can always email us at theunitpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. We are Roll Call Sports with a Z. On Facebook, we are Roll Call presented by The Unit. And on Instagram, we are Roll Call Sports Podcast. Man, Maurice did a great job. Thank you, fellas. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Look for another episode from us next week. Until then, thank you for listening and God bless. Peace out. Somebody asked me before how I feel, so I guess the best thing I can tell you is you talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheel of dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Now give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que alcanzaría a cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Nitzah.